Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Cypher Show. Today we'll be ranking the top 10 shooting guards in the NBA this season. Uh, so to get started, at number 10 I have Norman Powell of the Toronto Raptors. I had trouble deciding between Norman Powell and Malik Beasley. Uh, in Denver, Malik Beasley didn't look good stat-wise, but then he got traded to Minnesota and he started averaging 20-plus points per game versus Norman Powell's 16 points per game. So stat-wise, Malik Beasley should have deserved the 10th spot, but Malik Beasley has flourished in the second half of the season. And we're talking about the top 10 shooting guards this whole season. So that's why I gave the spot to Norman Powell. He has been consistent this whole season. And after Kawhi left, the roles were split. And Norman Powell, uh, like most of the Raptors team, stepped up, stepped up to close in the gap Kawhi made when he left. Uh, so at number 9, I have Buddy, Buddy Heald, who's averaging 20, 20 points per game, 5 rebounds per game, and 3 assists per game. And all of this is while coming off the bench. I, I really don't understand why Luke Walton feels the need to make Bogdanovich start over him. But honestly, he does fit well on the bench, averaging 20 points per game off the bench. He also does help the Kings out, out off, the, off the bench, having a borderline all-star and three-point three point contest champion coming off the bench helps them out off the bench when when Bogdanovich and the Aaron Fox are on the bench buddy can go and drop around 20 to 25 points per game and then go back on the bench and come back in if they need scoring at the stretch of the fourth quarter at number eight I have Spencer Dinwiddie who's averaging 20 points uh, per game and seven assists Averaging 20 points with Kyrie, Karis LeVert, and Jared Allen is really impressive, but he has never been the number one option as a guard. Last year they had D'Lo, and this year they have Kyrie Irving. So he has never been the lead guard, but he still puts up 20-plus. And now that Kyrie is injured, he took the lead guard role, and more than DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen, or Karis LeVert, he has the Nets in the playoffs. And he is going to be a great help for the Nets by either trading him or keeping him. If they trade him with the games he has had, he has just boosted his position on some of the team's list. At number seven, I have CJ McCollum of the Portland Trailblazers, uh, which might seem low for some people, but um, he is averaging 22.6 points per game, 4.1 rebounds per game, and 4.3 assists per game. Stat-wise, he is having a great year, but the Portland Trailblazers were, um, were barely winning. Uh, but now after the Orlando bubble, they have been winning. Um, and when they were winning, it was only Dame. It wasn't like it used to be Dame and CJ both dropping 30. Now it's Dame dropping 60 or 50 or 55. It's like uh, uh, when they win, it's not like they, it's not la like last season when uh, CJ and Dame both dropped 30, but now Dame is taking over that lead role. Uh, this could seem pretty low for CJ, but in any, but in my opinion, he deserves this spot. At number six, I have Drew Holiday. He's averaging 19.2 points per game, 6.7 assists per game, and 4.9 rebounds per game. CJ is having a better season stat-wise, but I don't look at only stats when ranking the players. They also have to pass the eye test. And I have to see how well they contribute to the team. Drew Holiday is an excellent attacker and defender. He's probably the best defending shooting guard right now. 
Uh, another reason why I have him this high is because he has taken the role of being the third or fourth scoring option. Uh, uh, third or fourth, uh, depending on Zion, Brandon Ingram are always the top two. Sometimes Lonzo's having a, a good a good game, and he, they put him at the third scoring option, and Drew Holiday at the fourth. Uh, but but still, if, at the fourth option, he's still putting up 19 points per game. So uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, so at number five, Ashley Gilders Alexander. He is one of my favorite up-and-coming players. He's also really good, and I think that the youngest player in this in this list, I'm pretty sure, uh, which leaves a lot of room for improvement and leaves room for him to move up on this list. He also has a great teammate and mentor in Chris Paul. As a shooting guard slash point guard, he couldn't be he he couldn't be taught by any better player. He's averaging 19 points per game, six rebounds per game, and three assists per game, and one steal per game. Um, and he took over the role for number one option real quick since he is since he is own since he is only in his second season and his first in Oklahoma. At number four. Uh, uh, number four, I have Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz. He is averaging 24 points per game, four rebounds per game, and four assists per game. And in the, his third season, he has become the number one scoring option for a playoff and championship contender team. Unlike other great guards, he has a great center to play with in Rudy Gobert, which helps them with the pick and roll. Also earning the nickname Spider-Man, should also, uh, that should also be a great accomplishment. Uh, on my list, I had difficulty dropping him to number four because he could totally be in the top three. Um, but uh, the reason I dropped him to four is because he hasn't shown much improvement. Um, he has practically been the same player of uh, the first seasons he had in the league. Unlike these... Uh, other shooting guards who have gone and improved. Uh, at number three, I have the uh, D book, uh, which he draw uh, yesterday had a game winner against the Clippers and the Suns beat the Clippers uh, 117 and 115. And this is one of the players I meant when when I said that they have gone improved. Uh, from the first season uh, Devin Booker had in the league, he has improved his scoring, his playmaking. He has uh, basically improved as a player. Uh, Donovan Mitchell hasn't. He he hasn't improved. He he's a great player. Uh, he totally deserved that ulcer, but he hasn't improved. Um, he hasn't improved as a player, and he hasn't stepped up uh, to make the Jazz a real championship contender. Uh, so Devin Booker has Devin Booker has been the closest player since Kobe Bryant uh, to get close to Will Chamberlain's hundred point game. Uh, so in his in Devin Booker's second year, he put up seventy points against the Celtics, uh, which is impressive. Uh, he 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 in that game he basically lived at the free uh, the free throw line. Uh, I'm pretty sure he had around twenty attempt twenty. Um, free throw attempts, attempts that game, uh, but any anyway, he's averaging 26.2 points per game, 4.2 rebounds per game, 6.5 assists per game, 
while also shooting 49% from the field, 36% from the three, and 92% from the line. He also put up 35 points yesterday against the Clippers, uh, also with the game winner, as I mentioned before. Uh, he also pushed the um, him and with all his teammates. They pushed the Suns to three and zero start in Orlando, uh, which is pretty impressive. Um, noting how the Suns were uh, probably the underdog of, of all the teams who went to Orlando. Uh, at number two, I have Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards. He's averaging 30.5 points per game, which is the second best in the NBA, uh, with also four rebounds per game and six assists per game. Also shooting 46% from the field, 35% from the three, and 84% from the line. Bradley Beal was in my decision for a number uh, for the number one shooting guard, but uh, there's no one on on his team which uh, favors him and doesn't. Uh, well, there there is, but I meant like liter uh, not literally, but basically because he basically carried that uh, Washington Wizards team to Orlando. Uh, wait, that favors him and doesn't favor uh, favor him. Uh, here's why. Uh, so, it favors him because he is the only player on the team, and he and he has them in Orlando and at the ninth seed in the East. And usually, you look at teams who win championships, and it's like a one and two, uh, like Kobe and Shaq, or Jordan and Pippen, or Curry. Curry and Thompson, or you could say uh, Curry and, and KD, uh, D. Wade and LeBron. So there's always a one and two. Uh, or not even teams who win championships. Uh, teams who are in the in the playoffs, like uh, right now the Memphis Grizzlies, Ja and Jaron Jackson Jr. And it's basically only Bradley Beal on that team. And he still has them in, at the ninth spot and in Orlando. So that favors him. And... It it doesn't favor him because if he's basically the only player they have and he is their number one option uh, scoring-wise, uh, basically everything, though. Uh, he should be averaging at least 33 points per game. So, so that dropped him down. Um, and at number one is James Harden. I don't think there's much explaining to do for James Harden. He's probably in the argument of the best shooting guard of all times. And yeah, that's the wrap of the podcast, y'all. Be sure to listen to the next one. Peace.